Now you'll push your button. Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, before I introduce my guest for today, I'd like to first of all thank everyone who pre-ordered my new book, upcoming book, Sweet Indulgence. Be sure to save your receipt because when the book comes out, we're going to be giving you thousands of dollars worth of bonuses. Don't email it yet because we don't have the bonuses ready or even the email, but I just want to thank you very, very much. So I have a wonderful show for you today featuring two people, Brad Fuster and Barbara Allardyce. They are affiliated with, oh my God, the name, Cuco College in Finger Lakes in New York. And we are doing an incredible event there. I'm going to be there in July with some real superstars like Dr. T. Colin Campbell, Dr. Michael Greger, Dr. Michael Clapper, and more. Gene Bauer, for example, Dr. Carrie Graff, Dr. Ted Barnett. And you will have an opportunity to register at a discounted price. You're going to hear all about the weekend and actually all about the college and how they're trying to reimagine healthy living. Please welcome the provost of Cuco College to the show, Brad Houston, so nice to see you again. Hey, Chef AJ, thanks so much. It's great to be here. We um, really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today and talk with your great audience about the wonderful things we're doing at Cuca College. Um, I am here with my colleague and friend, Dr. Barbara Allardyce. Um, Barbara, say hello. Hello, hello. There she is. Yeah, awesome. Um, and so we're just going to share um, some some of the great things that are going on at CUCA. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. There we are. So um, CUCA College was founded in 1890 by um, a Southern Baptist minister, uh, George Harvey Ball, uh, the same ball as ball jars that we all use, uh, and the, the ball family, like Ball State in Indiana, same same family. And um, it was actually founded as Cuca College and Institute. And uh, aside from being a, a place that served as higher education for women, um, it was a gathering place. And we actually had an amphitheater out in the woods that we recently found uh, the location of, and we've been out there. Um, and it was a, um, a place of intellectual... Um, discussions and gatherings. Uh, Susan B. Anthony spoke there. Um, some really important things happened at the Institute. Then it kind of morphed into a, a pretty typical liberal arts college. Uh, and then in 1985 went co-ed. And so um, in recent discussions at the college, um, we were looking for ways that we could um, augment our mission, which um, is really focused on experiential learning. All of our students do a signature component called field period, um, and that gives them 140-hour experience out in the world every single year that they're at the college. And so <clears throat> small liberal arts colleges, especially in the Northeast, are facing pretty strong headwinds right now. And um, our president, who I will talk about later as we go on, uh, Amy Story, um, sort of tasked us and the board of trustees to um, find a way that we could use the college's assets in a way to offset um, declining revenue and increasing expenses. And um, we came up with this idea of returning to our roots um, in terms of being an institute and a gathering place and intersecting with our mission and experiential learning um, and really being a destination for, for people who are interested in wellness. And so, We'll get into it a little bit. First, um, we're going to go ahead and tell our story. I don't know why I can't advance my slides. Let's see. Hmm. Not sure what's happening there. Give me a oh, second. That's too bad. Oh. I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, try again. Sometimes it's the forward button on the There long. we go. There you go. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah, so um, Barbara and I are both here because we are whole food plant-based Um people. We live our lives that way. And, um, you know, no, no processed food, no salt, oil, sugar. Um, and Barbara has a much longer connection with the college um, and an interesting story to tell. So we're going to start with Barbara's story. Okay, let's see. <clears throat> well, I came to whole food plant-based because my husband, David, of 58 years of marriage, we met in first grade. So you know, have known each other for a while. He developed heart failure. So I started looking around for 
what what might be some things that could help him? And I, I can't remember how I came to uh, the Esselstyn book, How to Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, but I read it. I read the um, China study. Uh, through my career, I was a researcher. And so data, well-designed studies, a variety of kinds of studies are important to me. Uh, the only thing I do with TV ads is lament. Um, and so I said to David, let's do this. He agreed immediately. So in um, November 1st of 2019, we became vegans. It did not seem difficult to us. We enjoyed the food. And unfortunately, it, it was too late for David. He died in January of 2023. But I think he gave me the gift of a whole food plant-based healthy lifestyle. So we started in November by March. I had reversed my diabetes. I had given up my GERD. And in May, when I weighed myself, I had lost 17 pounds, which, which was not even my goal. It just happened. So um, I've been, uh, I've been an easy vegan since then. I have a wonderful family and friends who just take it for granted. Of course, she's a vegan and they bring some vegan items to times when we get together. And um, so, so, so I felt, you know, very close to my family for many reasons, but this being one of them. And then my friends, uh, whether we have breakfast, brunch, um, cocktails, dinner, it's always just very matter of fact. Oh, this is uh, this is hummus and some vegan crackers, or um, um, this is some dish uh, and a big bowl of fruit and so on. So I feel that that makes me feel very warm and that I'm very fortunate to have this family and friends. You know, I I don't need uh, another pair of earrings, although. If, you want to give them to me, that's okay. But um, what I do need is um, people who care about me and are just very casual about things I do that are different than what they do. And some friends have said they admire me and that's just a wonderfully warm thing. Uh, one more thing, when I was at True North, I met people who were on their second and third trips there because uh, they hadn't been able to maintain. And <clears throat> one reason was that their friends and family sabotaged, you know, said, oh, just have some shrimp, it won't hurt you. Or what's this crazy food you're eating? And that's just not my experience at all. And, and my advice is if your friends are like that, get new friends. Ah. So that's enough for now. Barbara, would you mind, I, I know this is probably impolite to ask, would you mind telling everybody your age? Cause I know oh, I'm, I'm 84. I'll be 85 in June. Oh, and it's not impolite. I'm pleased to tell people. Oh, I'm 84. How how old were you when you started the whole food plant-based diet, Barbara? And tell us about your experience at True North. Yeah, four four years ago. So I was 80. Nice. Yeah. Also, I'm wondering, Barbara, would you mind just talking a little bit about your connection with Cuca College? Oh, sure. Well, I graduated and uh, from Cuca College in 1961. And then I have graduate degrees from University of Hawaii and uh, Cornell, a PhD from Cornell. And uh, I'm a member of AAUW and my, my badge, you can put your university on, on your badge. And I put Cuca College, even though 
Cornell University is certainly internationally prestigious, but I feel that Cuca College is where my my nascent uh, self developed and, and flourished. And so that's um, the place that I think of as home. Uh, one time I was president of the Alumni Association. Then for 18 years, I was a trustee. Now I'm a trustee emeritus. And then last June at commencement, I was given an honorary doctorate, which was just out of the world for me. So I guess I I probably bleed green and gold. That's awesome. Thank you, Barbara. Appreciate it. Oh, Is there anything oh, else you want to say? Yeah. Well, not one more thing, but for right now. Um, a, a woman I know said that Stony Brook University hired her to go around campus and say hello to people. And on the one hand, that was a very good thing for them, I think, a large urban university to recognize that people were isolated and didn't know anyone on campus. But I, I also smiled because I thought we don't have to hire anyone to do that <laughs> at Cuca College because everyone just does it. I mean, you know a lot of people, and it, even if you don't know someone, you smile, nod, maybe you say hello to them. So the ethos is just uh, very intimate. For sure. It's a charming collegial place. Barbara, Thanks tell us a little about, about your experience at True North. When did you go? Why did you go? How long did you go? What did you like about it? Who did you meet there? Uh, let's see. When did I go? I think a year ago. And um, just be at Christmas time, I spent Christmas Day there, which was okay. Um, I was on a, a juice fast. Um, and I think I was on the fast for five or six days and then probably three days re uh, re-eating or whatever it's called. And uh, it was a good experience. I, I'm not as excited about it as Brad, but but I sent them a thousand dollar contribution because, you know, for their uh, for their research, because I think it's absolutely such an important place and what they're doing is so important. And um, one thing I met, or one of the staff there is a massage therapist. She does cranial sacral uh, massage, and that was very helpful to me. And I've continued doing it. It was one of the important things. Nice. Anything else you want to say, Barbara, before we move on? No, go ahead. Okay. So um, this is a, a bit vulnerable for me to share my my big picture um, from Ooh. 1996. Wow. I was, uh, 240. 45 pounds, I think at my heaviest, this is, um, 1996, I would have been in graduate school at Yale, um, and was really unhealthy, you know, and, and, um, eating fast food all the time and, and very, a very busy graduate student. And, um, in 2011, uh, I went plant-based and, um, wasn't really, uh, whole food and, you know, still eating a lot of processed things, but certainly lost a, an awful lot of weight and, um, you know, was, was, was very active and very healthy and started working out and enjoying a high quality of life. Um, really until 2017, when, uh, I developed pretty severe psoriatic arthritis. Um, and, you know, it was at that time, that, you know, I went to see a, a rheumatologist, just a typical rheumatologist in Buffalo, New York, and was told, uh, you know, you'll take methyltrexate uh, for the rest of your life. And uh, you, then you'll take these two or three other drugs along with the methyltrexate to counteract the side effects of methyltrexate. And you'll always have a compromised immune system and all of this stuff. So I, I didn't, I didn't do any of that. Thankfully, I, I actually did fill the script, but I never, I never took it. And, um, I think it was that year, you know, I was on the holistic holiday at, at sea. Um, and I know AJ, you were on 
I don't know if you were on that year, but I've certainly seen you on the boat a bunch. Um, and I talked to a lot of the doctors and they were saying, um, you know, get as strict as you can with the diet. And basically I ate brown rice and steamed vegetables, uh, every day for six or seven months. And, um, you know, at that time I was sort of dabbling in macrobiotics. Um, and I got, you know, a lot of the, um, a lot of the psoriasis and the, and the arthritis just kind of dissipated on its own. And then, uh, talked to Michael Clapper on the boat and he said, you know, you should get to true North and do a, do a fast. So my first fast was in the summer of 2018. I think it was maybe 12 or 13 days. Um, and they said, you may need to come back cause it might not knock it completely out. Um, but it really did, you know, I mean, my arthritis and, uh, you know, has just been in total remission since 2018. That was the year, that was the summer that I started at Cuca College. I was working in Buffalo uh, previously and then uh, started as the provost at Cuca College in 2018. So I did the fast in between jobs um, and really, felt, you know, I feel great. I am currently not on any medicine. I'm in complete remission. Um you know, I run every day. I feel super strong. I'm 50 years old, but you know, I feel like I'm 15 years old. I, I really have enormous energy and, um, feel really wonderful. Um, I've been back to true North three times since then. Um, sometimes just for fun. Uh, and you know, sometimes just, just for maintenance. So I was back in 2020. Um, and that was right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, our, my boss, the president, uh, had a very aggressive case of breast cancer. And I, I don't, I'm not breaching any confidence in talking about it because she talks about it publicly. Um, and I actually encouraged her to go to true North and, and, and she did. Um, and then, so I was sort of doing her job and my job for a while while she was dealing with her health. And then when she got healthy, um, she said, you need a vacation. And you know, it was the pandemic. There was no place to go, but True North was open. So that was my <laughs> pandemic vacation um, in 2020. Um, then I went back again in the summer of 2022. Um, and I was just back there this um, Christmas and New Year. I just got back three weeks ago. Um, and this last time I did 15 days of water. I think the longest fast I've ever done there was 18 days of water, but I really love it. And my, I feel great. My body feels great. And I feel completely reset, um, every time I leave there. So I'm now totally healthy and, um, you know, trying to stay as strict as I can with, uh, you know, no processed and no salt, oil, sugar, um, and feel really wonderful. So I don't know, AJ, if you have any questions or if, we, if I can just keep plowing ahead to what we're doing at the college. Yeah. I, I, if you guys have any questions, please put them in the chat. Yeah. Tell us about the college and how you're going to make this uh, an initiative in the college with the students. Is this something they're interested in even? Yeah. So, um, well, here's a, here's an aerial shot of the college. And as you can see, you know, we're situated in um, the Finger Lakes region of upstate New York. There's 11 beautiful glacial lakes right in the middle of upstate New York that a lot of people don't know about. And we have this really idyllic campus. Um, and there is a commitment to wellness on the campus. You know, we have a lot of health and human services uh, majors at the college. You know, we have a very strong tradition of nursing, uh, which was started right after, um, well, right in World War II. Eleanor Roosevelt came to the campus and said, the army needs nurses. And so we started an army um, cadet nursing program. Um, and we still have nursing. It's a signature program. Uh, we also have a strong occupational therapy program, uh, very, very strong social work program. Um, and all of our students have a wellness requirement, um, which I think in 2024 is kind of unusual at a lot of um, institu institutions of higher ed. It's a core requirement that every single student take a wellness class, and it's kind of distributed across the curriculum. Um, and we have a, a strong commitment to kind of the eight dimensions of wellness. And we have a passport to wellness day where students can kind of go from station to station and learn about different things. I always sort of do a, a plant-based lecture. Um, Dr. Carrie Graff spoke on campus in the fall as a guest lecturer. Um, and this spring, uh, we have a keynote lecture that's endowed uh, by the Fribbelin family called the Fribbelin uh, Lecture Series. And Michael Greger is coming to speak on campus on March 25th. Um, he's coming back again in July uh, for the event. It'll be a totally different audience. So, you know, our students... Uh, 
have a spectrum of understanding and interest in this. You know, if you went in our dining hall, you would see a lot of, you'd see a gigantic fresh salad bar in the middle of it, everything labeled, all of the allergens labeled. We have a clarity station that's free of the top 10 allergens. Um, but then, you know, there's also the tradition, there's pizza and um, chicken wings and hamburgers and things that a lot of college students want. So we're by no means an exclusively whole food plant-based college, um, but we're looking to sort of move into um, an auxiliary enterprise that would be a wellness institute that we would return to our roots as an institute. Um, and we would be a destination like True North for people to come. I don't know that we would do water fasting, um, but we would do lifestyle medicine consultations. Uh, we would take advantage of the lake and the um, you know, the outdoor, we have outdoor trails, we have a ropes course, we have tennis courts. Um, you know, it's really just such a desirable place to be. Uh, and we would become a destination for this type of thing. So our first big event, uh, well, we've had a few events, but our, our largest event coming up is this summer from July 12th through July 14th. And you can see uh, some of the speakers listed here, um, including Chef AJ. And, you know, AJ, I don't know when the last time you were in upstate New York was, but I'm uh, guessing- Never, it, never. <laughs> yeah. So a premiere performance of Chef AJ in upstate New York, um, along with, you know, all the names that that you know. Uh, T. Colin Campbell actually lives very nearby the college. Um, Gene Bauer, founder of the Farm Sanctuary, which is also very near the college. Um, and then, you know, Michael Greger's coming back, Ted Barnett and Carrie Graff are both local. Um, you know, Dr. Clapper is, is amazing. Um, and so we're going to put together a really immersive um, kind of weekend experience um, that includes a trip to the Farm Sanctuary before things kick off. Um, all the food will be whole food, plant-based, no added salt, oil, sugar. Um, and we're doing this in conjunction with our friends at the National Health Association, uh, who have just been really uh, tremendous partners for us and, and um, really just interested in seeing this initiative thrive. And so I, I can't say enough good things about the National Health Association. We're so happy to partner with them. So we have this all-star lineup, um, and you might be wondering how you can register for that. Um, and here is the website. It is wellness.cuca.edu. Um, and that is live as of yesterday, it opened. And we are now doing early bird pricing. So if you're interested, um, July 12th through 14th uh, in, in participating in this, I would encourage you to go to wellness.cuca.edu and you can sign up. And there's FAQs there. Um, there is an email address if you have other questions. Uh, and we're just really excited to share this um, with, with your community, AJ, and with, uh, with the public. So um, this is the first event of many events that will follow as we build out what the Institute um, will, will eventually become. So I'm going to stop there. What's the, what's the weather like in July? Oh, it's, it's ideal. It's, it's majestic. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, that's the time to be here. You know, the summer in the Finger Lakes is just so highly desirable, um, for sure. Wow. That sounds amazing. Well, I look forward to coming. Anybody signed up yet? It hasn't been out that long. Registration. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. It just opened yesterday. So I, I didn't check on it today. Um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, if, if registrations start rolling in. How many people can you accommodate and what are the lodging? What is, do they have to get their own lodging? Do they stay on campus? How does that work? Yep. Um, so uh, registration is limited to 300 um, because that is the number that we could feed all in one sitting. Um, and so uh, there are options on the website for you to stay on campus. Um, and those are pretty affordable. Um, although there's there's plenty of hotel stock around us or Airbnb um, anywhere on the lake, or maybe you have a cousin who lives nearby um, and you can crash on somebody's couch. All of that is possible. So you don't have to stay on campus, um, but campus housing is available. Um, and they are, you know, nice uh, residence halls, dormitories um, that are that are right there. So that option is available, but we've priced the um, wellness weekend participation and meals separately from the lodging. 
Got it. Uh, and and but the the price of the conference does include all the meals, right? Sure does. Yep. Nice. And what are you cooking? Well, we didn't decide yet, but um, I'm hoping that I, I think when we had the meeting, one of the days you wanted me to do savory, and one of the days you wanted me to do desserts because it got this new book coming out. So it'd be fun to make recipes from it. But I can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we we have some time, but yeah. uh, fun to think about. So what I'd love to hear, Barbara, tell us what you eat in a day now. And how's your, yeah, and what Um, you eat. Can I, since the camera's on me, I'll say, first of all, think about vacation destination in the Finger Lakes. Swimming, boating, the um, Corning Museum of Glass, the National Women's Hall of Fame, wineries, something like 99 wineries in the area. So think of it as more just than just dashing out on Friday and dashing back home on Sunday. Okay, what do I eat? Uh, This morning I had a smoothie of uh, soy milk, strawberries and blueberries, coffee, I put in a scoop of pea protein and a scoop of uh, flax meal. Sort of a the pea. I I know I can eat enough protein without that, but it's just sort of a hedge to do the scoop of protein. That's what I often eat. Sometimes I eat uh, oatmeal, steel cut oats, and I will make enough for two meals so I can put one in the refrigerator and have it another day since it takes half an hour to make the steel cut. Um, And so I will always have fruit. I have coffee. Um, I thought you might ask something like this so i'll say <laughs> yeah, but, but you know dr goldhammer would say coffee's a no no oh i know yes but other people other whole food plant-based people say coffee is okay so um i use a lot of recipes from uh kathy's book straight up food and then A book that probably doesn't get a lot of attention, it's from my area in New York State, Eat Plants Love. Um, It has a wonderful um, baked breakfast hash browns uh, that I feed when it's my turn to have brunch. And then my guests can flop a an egg on top of their helping. And then, and this book also has a lot of nice uh, sauces and other good things. And then this is cute, <laughs> vegan boards. I don't I know, saw know that this. That's interesting. Yes, it's, it's fun. I love it. Um, Chili is also another good thing. I found a wonderful baked bean, vegan baked bean recipe. My brother, who has become a vegan, uh, always takes that with him to scouting events. And it's just, he says people rave about it. They don't even realize it's vegan. They don't miss the bacon. So those are the things I eat. Oh, I've learned that I like red lentils. So I've, oh, and and before I was a vegan, when I would come home from work and I would um, maybe crack a couple of eggs, dice up some vegetables. um, So make an omelet or just a scramble. Now I do the same kind of thing, except instead of having the eggs, I'll toss in some um, quinoa and some uh, vegetable uh, broth. 
Nice. So um, what did your doctors and friends say about you when you regained your health in your 80s? Well, my doctors have just been, uh, my. I have a cardiologist, even though I don't have a heart problem, but I guess it's something Medicare wants you to have, maybe. Um, um, his wife is a vegan, so it's fine with him. Um, and my uh, primary cares have been fine. They've been, you know, how can you argue with this blood work that comes back just pretty much perfect? Um, so they're very willing to go along with it. Right. Um, could you tilt your camera again? You, oh, you're getting, you're yeah. getting a little like small. Yes, thank you. Good. Okay. Nice. Do you do any kind of exercise? Oh, yes. I in the, in the winter, I live in a retirement community. So we have exercise classes every morning. So I do exercising in the summer when I'm at Cuca Lake. I do uh, walking and then use those uh, fitness machines that they have at the community center. Um, and I walk all year. So I make sure I have exercise. Nice. Nice. What about you, Brad? What, what, what do you eat in a day? Oh, well, um, I eat a lot, honestly, for a guy <laughs> who's, uh, 165 pounds. Um, and I want to, I want to, um, verify that Barbara does do exercise. Cause when I drive to work, I see her walking, uh, walking around the college early in the morning. So oh, yeah. yeah, she's, she is, uh, she's out there. Um, in a day, an average day, I do not eat breakfast. Um, I sort of enjoy the intermittent fasting overnight and, um, you know, lunch is usually a, a large salad, um, maybe with some fruit, um, you know, I eat at the college very often. Um, it's seven bucks and I can go have this gigantic salad bar. Um, when I remember to prep, um, I make kind of a quinoa salad that, that I'll bring with me sometimes many days. Um, and that's quinoa, black beans, jalapeno, cilantro, edamame, corn, cherry tomatoes, vinegar and lime juice. Um, so I'll, I'll make a mention the uh, peanut butter machine. Oh God, Barbara, I can't <laughs> talk about the peanut butter machine. Like I have a love affair with this peanut butter machine, the college it's, it's a, it's just a guilty pleasure, but the college has this peanut butter machine in the dining hall that has, and you know, they have these in whole foods. I'm sure you've seen them. It's a gigantic funnel of peanuts uh, and you, you know, you press the button and it grinds it and the peanut butter comes out hot um, and it's delicious. And so, you know, I'm sure that there's salt, oil and sugar um, and maybe heroin and cocaine sprinkled all over those peanuts because this is like the best peanut butter in the United States. This is actually part of our enrollment strategy is to get students addicted to the peanut butter. Um, so occasionally- you know, Goldhammer doesn't approve of peanut butter either. Well, and especially oh. not this peanut butter. This is this is extra extra special peanut butter. So, um, yeah, occasionally I'll you know I'll get a banana and go go to the peanut butter machine. Um, but That's it is peanut, I've never heard of a peanut butter machine. I mean, it, does it actually grind the peanuts for you live? Yeah, live. Yeah, then, live. Then shouldn't it just be plain peanuts then? Yeah, but I think they're roasted in oil and sprinkled with salt and sugar. Oh, I get it. I get it. Hey, yeah, here's a question uh, from a live viewer, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. Can we sign up now and then sign up for a rooming on campus later? Oh, gosh. I'm going to go out, go on a limb and say, yes, I don't, I don't know. Um, but go ahead and sign up. We'll figure it out. You know, this is, there's, there's a, enough of a great staff there that if you sign up for registration now, and then later you decide you want to sign up for a room, that's great. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll work with you. I want to say though, if you're not going to stay on campus, you need to make your reservations for your lodging soon because the hotel, it's a resort area and the hotels, Airbnbs and so on fill up. Yeah. Thanks Barbara. It is, it is a super highly desirable, um, destination in the summer. So, uh, for sure. I'm getting a text from 
our team saying, yes, we can definitely accommodate that. Oh, so that, that's fast that they were even watching. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. they better watch. <laughs> what, is, what is QCO College known for historically? Um, you know, certainly the nursing program that I, I mentioned, QCO has a, a strong tradition of nursing. Um, you know, our, our education program is strong. Really, all of the programs are, are excellent. It's a small um, you know, we have about a thousand students on campus, um, and we have another 500, uh, students online or out in the community studying, uh, you know, business and social work Our social work program, uh, is one of the largest in New York state. Um, and then, uh, you know, our business programs in China, uh, and Vietnam are, are certainly, um, they've been there for 20 years and we actually have more students in Asia than we do in New York, which is, Pretty exciting. So it's a it's a really sort of innovative, uh, entrepreneurial environment working at the college, which is is why I love it. Um, and we're about to be known for wellness, so that is uh, really really exciting. And for me personally, um, you know, I love higher education. I love the mission of higher education. I've I've been in higher ed for twenty five years, um, but I also love this lifestyle, and I love. Um, all of it, whole food, plant-based eating and wellness, um, destination travel for wellness. And so um, for me to have the opportunity to come to work every day and combine these passions um, is really a, a dream come true. It's it's pretty incredible. So um, I love the work we're doing at the college. I'm really proud of it. Um, and, you know, look, Chef AJ and T. Colin Campbell and Michael Greger on campus twice and all, you know, all these incredible people coming, um, you know, to our little treasured spot in upstate New York. It's just, it's, uh, it's really an incredible thing that we're doing. So there's only a thousand uh, students in the whole, the whole, uh, college. It's a four-year college. Correct. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, primarily undergrad, but we do have some graduate programs, um, social work, occupational therapy, education, um, business have graduate programs. Um, the majority of it is, is undergrad and it's only a thousand students on campus. That's how big my high school graduating class was. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, well, one of the things, um, the, the classes of course are small. And one of the things that people say is at Cuca College, there are no back row seats. If you're going to come to class and you should come to class, you'd better be prepared because, you know, I know it will show if you're not, if you yeah, there's no, there's no place to hide. No yeah, place to hide. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's a very high touch environment. And, um, you know, we really try and uh, it's a, it's a great student to teacher ratio. And we really try and wrap support around the students so that they are successful and they are. How did you do during the pandemic? We, the college. Yeah. Um, yeah, tough times, you know, it was a, a tough time. And that's also the time when our president was was fighting her way through through breast cancer. So it was, it was really a, a dark time, you know, in yeah. the, I think every college is history. Um, but we came through it okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we had to make some really tough decisions like, like every campus did. And there was a while where we were opening and we were closing and there was unclear guidance from um, the state or the, you know, the, um, CDC or sometimes the state and the CDC would contradict each other. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we did the best we could. Eventually we sent all our students home and pivoted to remote instruction, um, like most small institutions, um, well, well, all institutions, I should say. Um, but, you know, now we're back and we're safely on the other side of it. And financially, uh, you know, we came out of it relatively okay. Um, there were, you know, some, some small private institutions that that closed as a result of the pandemic or closed right after the pandemic. And fortunately, uh, you know, we, we made some great decisions. Uh, we have an excellent board of trustees, folks like Barbara, who know and love the college, who donate to it, who care about it. Um, and we've got a great leadership team. So, um, you know, we're in good shape. We're in, we're in a healthy position right now. That's fantastic. Who do you think will attend this? Is it, will it, will it be students or faculty from your college? It'll be people from the community, people that all of our speakers reaching out to? I am uh, as curious as you are, AJ. Um, I think it's going to be some of all of the above. You know, I, I know for sure that there's going to be some faculty and some trustees. You might get a couple of students who are still hanging around the area. Um, but then I think it's going to be people who are willing to um, 
travel to a place that they want to check out that um, don't want to worry about what they're eating. And, you know, that's me when I travel. I, I love um, going on a um, an excursion or going to a place, like I'm going to the NHA conference um, a few weeks before that, and I'm driving Barbara along <laughs> with me. And um, Amy. And the president. Yeah. Amy. So um, I love that because I just don't have to worry about what I'm going to eat. And so I think for a lot of people, um, that's important. The food is a big piece of it. And so I think it's going to attract those kind of folks. Yesterday, I had lunch uh, with a woman that I met and her husband, Mary Ellen um, Bunce, and her husband, John. Um, John had just retired from Corning. Mary Ellen is doing the um, uh, the pro the um, food program that um, the PCRM has. You probably know it, AJ. The oh, um, um, the food like life. the food for life instructor. Yeah, food for life, right? So she's a food for life instructor in the area. Um, I'm just missed her at True North. Um, we befriended the same group of Australians, uh, and they connected us. Um, and, you know, we had her up at the college. I had lunch with her yesterday and with Dr. Graff. Um, and, we're you know, we're talking about who we know in the area that this might be of interest to. So I think it's going to draw certainly folks from the area, certainly college personnel, trustees. Um, but I also think it's going to draw um, nationally. I think the opportunity, quite frankly, to um, see you in upstate New York it, um, for the first time ever um, and to see all of these people um, on one stage and to not worry about the food because it's all going to be compliant uh, and to get a tour of the farm sanctuary with Gene Bauer. All of that is incredibly compelling. So, um, you know, I wish we had more than 300 seats to sell. Uh, I think it's going to sell out pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. What air, what airline do, do people, I mean, not airline, what airport do people fly into to, to go to your college? Uh, Rochester would probably be about the Rochester, New York would, would be about the best place to get service. Um, there's also a, a smaller airport in Elmira, New York. Um, and you could fly into Syracuse, New York as well. Um, college is about a five to five and a half hour drive from New York city. Um, so that if you plan things along the way, there's interesting stuff to see. Um, so, um, but I would say Rochester, if you're coming in, I would say Rochester is probably your best bet. Wow. I'm not sure what this means. Karen says, is there a limit to the number of guests? I mean, as long as you don't sell out, I think a person can have as many people as they want, right? Yeah. I don't know if she meant in the rooms or. Um, oh, maybe in the, maybe she means in like in the dorms. Yeah. In the dorms, you know, it's, it's single occupancy, double occupancy, triple or quad, but then that's it. You know, we can't put more than four people, um, in a room, uh, and it has to be a room meant, you know, as a quad. So, um, all of that is delineated on the registration. Um, but then beyond that, there is no limit. Um, you know, if, if you want to bring everybody, you know, we encourage you to do that. <laughs> and what, what, what city actually is the college in? Yeah. It's a good question. Um, <clears throat> technically, the college is in a place called Cuca Park, um, which there's not much in Cuca Park. Um, no, no businesses per se, really just the college. The nearest um, small town is called Penyan, Penyan, New York, um, which is just about a four mile, um, you know, four miles down the road from the college. Uh, Penyan is actually an abbreviation for Pennsylvania Yankee. That was the foundings of the town. Uh, and Penyan is charming. Penyan, um, you know, has some cool restaurants and bars and breweries and um, is is right at the top of the lake. Cuca Lake is shaped like a capital letter Y. Um, it's one of the only lakes that flows both north and south at the same time. Uh, there's a beautiful bluff. Um, there's a great state park. There's beautiful hiking. There's a gorgeous outlet trail that I hiked last weekend. Um, there's just, there's so much to do. There's in the summer, there's great boating, kayaking that you can do at the college. Um, but yeah, Penyan um, is kind of the nearest civilization, um, which is a pretty cool little town. So there's things to do if people want to do something other than the conference. Yep. I, I would encourage, you know, people who can afford to come out a day early, um, or stay stay a couple of days after to explore the area because it really is just a wonderful, wonderful place to be in the summer. Wow, well, that sounds like a fun time. Yep. Ah, let's see if there's any questions. 
Oh, well, what, what do you do for exercise, Brad? Oh yeah. Um, you know, nothing heroic. Um, I, uh, I'm running in the mornings these days and, um, you know, I'm not as fast as I once was in my younger days, but I'm, I'm running pretty much every day. Uh, and you know, I've got, um, weights in the basement, dumbbells and a bench, and I go to the nearby planet fitness. Um, and I just kind of try and keep moving and, and stay active because when I'm at work, I'm really, I'm sitting on my butt all day. Um, and I have a 40 minute commute each way. So 80 minutes in the car every day, um, plus a lot of desk time and computer time. Um, so, you know, I wake up on an empty stomach, get out and run, lift some weights, go to work. And that's, that's pretty much, um, you know, and then I don't, don't break the fast until lunch, which is usually a lot of vegetables. Um, and then dinner is where I go to more of the hot food grains and potatoes and, um, beans and that kind of thing. Um, and I try and keep the, the feeding window narrow, um, you know, as narrow as I can, but I'm not, I'm by no means perfect. Um, I've had two restaurant meals since I got back from true North. Um, and they were both delicious and terrifying and all of the psychology that, um, comes, you know, with eating in a restaurant when you're trying to eat this way. Um, so I'm trying to be as strict as I can and good as I can. Um, but I also have to live my life. Um, I travel to Asia, um, you know, once or twice a year to visit the college's programs over there. Um, and, you know, Vietnam is a challenge. I was also in the Philippines, which was really, you know, a lot of just a lot of rice um, <laughs> to stay alive. So, yeah, um, that's 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 typically what I do. Um, I cook for myself uh, and I eat at the college, uh, you know, when I can. And uh, I feel pretty satisfied. Do you have an instant pot? I have, I do have an instant pot and the steamer basket and a Vitamix and a juicer. Um, you know, all the, all the fire. I've got the Breville. Yeah. Smart oven. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I also don't mind eating the same thing over and over again. Like there, you know, I'm, I'm okay with my repertoire of limited options. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm doing, doing pretty well. I also, I, I love the monkey and me, uh, website. I don't know if, if you know monkey and me, um, but it's free. And, um, you know, I find a lot of, um, interesting things that in inspire me to try new things. Um, I also am a fan of Kathy Fisher, um, just going to true North, you know, you see her three times a week. Um, and I always leave true North with new recipes and inspired to try new things. I made risotto, um, for our good friends, Don and Chris, um, Barbara, they were over here, um, watching the Buffalo Bills lose to the Kansas City Chiefs. Not that I'm bitter about that at all, um, but I made risotto and that was a first and threw in sun-dried tomatoes, um, spinach, mushroom, onion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was pretty proud of it. <laughs> nice. Do you have any symptoms of your arthritis anymore? Not a one. It's fantastic. Yeah. Where I, oh, can I share my philosophy about uh, eating in a restaurant? Please. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I have friends, colleagues, really, who are who keep a kosher kitchen at home. When they go out, it's hard to do that, and they have certain principles that they follow, like they never mix um, flesh and milk. Maybe some other things too that I don't know about but they do the best they can. And I feel the same way about being plant-based. Um, I keep a plant-based kitchen at home. Do not use oil or salt or sugar. And when I go out, I do not eat uh, animal products. I know when I, you know, the, the breakfast items are, are, few. So I often have hash browns. I know that they've been browned on a griddle that has a layer of oil. And that's just the best I can do. Yep. <laughs> we have, we actually work with some of the restaurants in the cities I've lived in to make, not make them, but ask them to do SOS free. And it's amazing what they can do if you ask and if you'll support them. Mm -hmm. yeah restaurants are hard for sure um so i'm just trying to be judicious and limit um i've also 
done this trick where you go and eat dinner. Um, you eat dinner at home before you go to the restaurant. Because for me, you know, if I'm in a restaurant, it's not because I want to be in the restaurant. It's because I want to be social with the people that I'm going to the restaurant with. Yeah. And so, um, you know, then I end up eating less at the restaurant, which I think is the, the idea, um, you know, so I still get to socialize, uh, but I don't have to stomach a greasy restaurant bomb. I, I did. Have any of your friends and family switched their diet since seeing your successes, both of you? Yes, my brother. Yeah, and for me, um, my um, my younger son, who is twenty years old and a junior at um, Temple University, he is. I don't want to say he's you know completely whole food, but he's definitely vegan, um, and he trends toward whole food, which is great. Um, he's definitely not perfect with the salt, oil, sugar, but he's eliminated all animal products, which I think is awesome for a kid who's 20 years old. Um, and then my dad, who I'm super proud of, um, my dad, gosh, he's got it. He's, his birthday is Sunday. I want to say he's turning 77, 76. He was born in 1947. I can't do the math. Anyway, um, he's old <laughs> and, um, he had a, a real heart scare. Um, uh, wasn't it was Labor Day two years ago, um, and he was actually up here visiting. He lives in Florida, and uh, he he just casually mentioned, "Yeah, when I go back, I'm going to have a stint put in, um, you know, because there's some blockage and there's some numbers." And he checked in for the stint surgery and then did not check out for ten days because they they had to do a um, quadruple bypass right there. Um, because it was so blocked, everything was so blocked. And so, um, you know, he was starting to eat healthier be before that, but th I think he, that made him find religion. So he is now, um, you know, he's lost a bunch of weight. Um, and he's, we, he's was on high blood pressure medicine his whole adult life, like since the time he was 19. And so now, uh, on the diet, I think he's really, um, come off a lot of that stuff. And, you know, he plays golf every day and he feels strong and he looks great. And so, um, that was a tremendous change. And also my, my circle of friends, um, there's an awful lot of vegans and whole food plant-based people that are in my orbit. Um, and I, you know, 10 years ago there, that was not the case. I was the freak show, um, who, you know, wasn't eating meat and, um, you know, I'm going on a, a, a guy's weekend hangout here um, next weekend. Um, a bunch of us, some friends from high school who intersect with some friends from work. Um, we Airbnb a house kind of in the middle of where we all live and we get together and, um, and hang out. And there are uh, six of us going. And I'm going to say four and a half of us are, are vegan, which is amazing. Um, especially for guys, I don't mean to gender stereotype this, but it seems like, um, very often it's, um, in, in kind of couple relationships, it's the woman who goes vegan and the guy gets dragged along. But I know so many relationships around me that it's actually the opposite. Um, and so it's pretty cool, you know, um, cause I was definitely the minority. Um, and now I feel like when, you know, when I get together with folks, I don't have to explain it and everybody doesn't want to worry about it. Um, and it's a, it's a pretty great time. Yep. Oh, Wanda, thank you so much for your post. She's oh, Wanda. And Wanda, yes, he did tell the audience that Gene Bauer is going to be one of the speakers and that we are going to Farm Sanctuary. So thank you. Hi, Wanda. Thanks for calling in. Hey, uh, Brad, how come your son didn't go to your school? Well, you know, that was by mutual agreement. Okay. <laughs> he, um, you know, he was going for um, uh, music technology, which, um, you know, we don't have as a small institution. We don't have that. And so he had to go to a bigger school. Uh, and I think he wanted to get out of here. You know, he wanted to go to a, a big city and, and have his own college experience. No, he's a great kid and a great student. Uh, he's, uh, you know, on the dean's list and he would have been welcome to come come to CUCA, um, but we don't have his major uh, and he didn't want to. So I'm not forcing Very him. convenient to pick a major that isn't there. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, what is a provost? I mean, I went to the University of Pennsylvania and if there was one, I sure didn't know who it was. What does the provost do? I always think provost, ombudsman, these are professions that you, I, I never know what you guys do. Yeah. Um, 
It's <laughs> a good question. Um, I, I promise you that the University of Pennsylvania does have a provost and did have a provost when you went there. Really, every institution does. So, you know, in higher ed, um, there's the president or chancellor, um, and then there's a series of vice presidents, right? Um, and there's there's pretty typical vice presidents. There's usually one for student affairs, one for um, finance, um, and one for academic affairs. And most of the time, the vice president for academic affairs is also called the provost, um, just because at any university, um, when you take academic affairs, it's the it's kind of the the biggest piece of the pie, right? I have about half the organization reporting to me, um, and about half the organization's budget in in my portfolio. So um, there's this extra title of provost. So I don't know if you think of it as kind of the high school principal, and you think of the president as the superintendent. I don't know if that makes it translate any better, um, but you know, basically, all the faculty report up to division chairs, and then I, you know they report to me. Um, so I've got the academic end of of the show um, and very often have to step in for the president uh, when she's not available um, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Thank you. Barbara, Susanna has a question for you, and it is, what changes have you seen in your life in the 84 years of how Americans eat? Oh, Well, more pills, supplements, and, and uh, prescriptions, which is both good and bad. Um, certainly more, more junk food, although we had Twinkies when I was a kid. Um, some people are now trying to cut down on the amount of meat. So I know people who say, well, I only eat chicken and fish now. And I think that would be unheard of. When, when I was growing up, I guess my, my family was able to and thought it was important to have meat twice a day. And there was never any talk about chicken is better for you and and then there's concern also about fish uh, uh, being in water that's polluted. So those would be some of the things. Do you think they're eating more uh, processed food now, people? Oh yes, sure. You know, and the other day there was something in the supermarket that was vegan. Can't remember what it was. So I. I thought, oh, you know, that would be nice. I pulled it out. The in small print, the ingredients were this took up this much space, and I said, no thanks. Put it back in. So certainly, the kinds of preservatives and uh, color ingredients and so on are are rife. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I get, can't wait to meet you both in a few months. And I hope people watching will at least click the link and see what the conference is and if they want to attend. And it, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun and at a perfect time of year. Colleen, you're watching. You can go, Colleen. She lives somewhere around there. So I know she's going to the NHA. So maybe, uh, well, hopefully you'll sell out before the NHA. But if you don't, maybe you can uh, get get some of the people there to come. Yeah, it's possible. Um, you know, NHA is just a couple of weeks before us. So we're we're thinking we'll probably be sold out by then. Um, but if not, uh, look for Barbara and I at the NHA conference. Um, yes. And we're happy to talk to you about what's going on at CUCA. Um, either way, of course. So yeah, we're so excited to host you, AJ. It's, it's really going to be a, a great experience. I think you're going to love the college and you're going to love uh, all the work that we're doing there. Um, and it's such a great lineup. I know that, you know, those folks you're presenting with are all your friends um, and we're going to have a great time. Really excited about it. Uh, uh, that's going to be great. I can't wait. Well, thank you guys for coming on. You get each get two free bottles of vinegar from California balsamic just for. Oh, nice. Love California. Okay. Balsamic. Yeah. Gilroy garlic. That stuff's awesome. A lot of people like uh, Dr. Barbara Rolls just comes on for the vinegar. So, you know, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, oh, good. Colleen says she's looking into it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. All right. Well, um, I'll be in touch soon. We'll figure out some fun menus, what people want to eat. And knowing that you have an Instant Pot, it'll be very easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've got everything you need. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for inspiring wellness at your college. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Brad. And nice to see you, Barbara. And nice to see all of you watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time for Dr. Colin Zhu for the Culinary Medicine Show. He's a chef and a doctor, and he's going to be showing you recipes for the Lunar New Year. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.